Okay, look, I know that this can be a pretty hairy, scary topic, but to be honest, I have been waiting for a really, really long time to dive even deeper into the fourth tier of the academy, which is all about systemize your marriage. Here on the podcast, I want so much for you guys to know the systems that Blaine and I do, how we keep what we do between as uh, us as husband and wife really at the forefront of our teamwork. Like that is our A game and and communication is a huge part of that and having fun is an even bigger part of that. We really aimed to never fall into the trap of being roommates and simply raising children and making money because adulting can be boring like that and that is not what life was intended to be at all. And so if you're stuck in that rut, you are not alone at all and I cannot wait for you to take the tidbits that I'm going to be sharing inside of this podcast episode. Blaine and I sat down and we really kind of thought through like what are the most impactful things that I can give you in just a short 20 minute episode so that you can take this away and possibly even listen to it with your spouse. Obviously Blaine's not going to be joining me on this podcast but he does teach with me inside of the entire fourth tier of the academy. So please, 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 please if you have not looked into the academy but you know for a fact that you want to be inside, go to Chelsea Joe backslash Academy, get yourself signed up. It will be the best investment that you made for yourself, for your children, for your home and for your marriage ever. Without a shadow of a doubt, every single woman that has applied herself inside of the Academy is getting massive results. And I would love, love, love to work with you inside of the Academy on subjects just like the one that we're going to talk about today. So let's go ahead and dive into these three super, super straightforward, tangible ways that Blaine and I have made fun a priority inside of our marriage. So what do you say? Let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. You know, let me just open up here for a second. It's an interesting thing. Um, when we begin to open ourselves up in any aspect of our lives about things, um, there people always talk about imposter syndrome, right? But that's not exactly what I'm experiencing. It's been on my heart for a long time to share about these systems that Blaine and I have in our marriage. Uh, because I've mentioned this on the podcast before my minor in college was communication. Like I'm obsessed with communication. Um, and talking and like words and language. I'm an interpreter too. And now I have podcasts. Like I'm obsessed with uh, love and logic, which really focuses on 
um, very specific ways of communicating with your kids to be able to mitigate um, power struggles. And, you know, just everything in my life that I love revolves around communication. And so I've tried to figure out, you know, the best way to bring these topics to the podcast. And then I would get all clammed up like, no, I can't talk about that. No, I can't talk about that. And then, you know, I see the need for it. And I'm like, ah, Charles, just do it. And so there's been like this tug of war, this push and pull, right? And I, you guys know my faith and you know, you know, the things that I believe in. And, and although you may not be as strong of a believer as me, or you may have a different religion or, or whatnot, I think we can all agree that anytime we try and dip our toe into something new, there is this force, um, there is this other chatter that happens in our brain that says, "Mm, maybe you shouldn't do that. So here I am. I'm doing it. And I'm super, super excited about it. And I really cannot wait to infuse more of this whole entire topic of just systemizing your marriage into the podcast. I've sprinkled it in over the last year but I really want to give it a good run and start breaking down some of the things that Blaine and I love about our marriage. Some of the things that we struggle with big time that we have found systems for to be able to help um, us not fall prey and victim to the 50% divorce rate. Um, and after five years, I can say that we've had a lot of struggles. We've had a lot of fun had a lot of triumph, but we've also had a lot of struggles, just like I'm sure you have in your marriage. I mean, that's it's just something that we all go through. So today I'm going to be breaking down this concept that we, Blaine and I, both feel strongly about, very, very strongly about. It's actually um, the legacy that we want to leave and the reason why we feel God has called us together is the legacy that we want to leave. And ours is all surrounded around having fun, which I'm going to dive um, a little bit deeper into that. That's what the Systemize Your Life teaches inside of the academy is how to find and articulate the legacy that you believe you and your husband should be leaving um, and why you were called to be put together and partnered. And so I will be talking more about that in weeks and months to come here on the podcast. But uh, having fun is absolutely vital. Like our kids really wants to have fun. Um, and somehow as we grow and burdens of the world and making money and keeping a clean house and just doing life end up bringing us out of the fun category. And for somebody like me, it's very easy for me to be overly serious and be a stick in the mud and, you know, be super driven and hardworking, which are all good traits, but I backslide into a space that's not so great where fun is few and far between. And Blaine has brought so much fun to my life in really meaningful ways. And I've brought it to his life in other meaningful ways, which I am absolutely going to break down for you because that's why I said the top three ways. So I'm actually going to put this into three categories. I'm going to talk about it as far as the communication is concerned, because that is the first way that you can prioritize having fun in your marriage. And then the second way is um, what we actually do to have fun in in dates and with each other. And then the third way is how we prioritize fun 
in the mundane, <laughs> in like the, we're doing dishes. And at one point in our life, when we were wiping butts and washing cloth diapers, <laughs> and it was horrible. Like, no, it wasn't horrible. I absolutely loved, loved with all my heart. Like I cried when we had to give up cloth diapers because she potty trained. Like I loved it. Blaine hated it, but I loved it. Um, but you know, just like the mundane of, oh, we're washing poopy diapers, you know what I mean? And we're dealing with crying 24 seven and we have sick kids and just like the mundane stuff, right? So let's jump into this first topic, which is communication. This is how we prioritize having fun as we focus on our communication. And for some reason, women are super reluctant to share their deepest wants and they're not straightforward. They won't just be a straight shooter and say, Hey, this is what I want. And I think there's this massive fear of rejection, but we and, and, and I'm, I'm totally talking to me. This is something I have to remember all the time. We absolutely have to make what we are communicating in our marriage about compromise and about being a teamwork and less about how we have this expectation of our husbands to make us happy. Yes, we have pretty black and white roles in our marriage um, on how Blaine is to serve me and love me and care for me and vice versa. I'm supposed to love and serve and care for him too. But I really want you to, to walk away from this podcast episode thinking about how you can communicate words and feelings to become better teammates, not just to vent, not just to complain, not just to drop sudden I mean, subtle hints that leads to your husband potentially knowing how to make you happy. That is like the worst way to create an effective culture inside of your company. Okay. If we think about your, if you think about a company, right. And you think about the people that are leading it, if they were just like subtly dropping hints to one another on how they really wanted their company to be ran, it would be a train wreck and their employees would be a hot mess and everyone would be frustrated. And so you don't want to do that in your marriage either. You need to be very direct about what you want and it needs to lead to a conversation of what do you want? This is what I want. How do we meet in the middle? Like there should never be a decision made. There should never be anything that happens between the two of you, including the kind of fun that you have or the kind of fun you don't have. No matter if you're the super fun person and your husband is not or the other way around, there should be compromise. You should be communicating about what this looks like because the end goal is to work together all of the time, right? You should be working together all of the time to figure out how you can create a really happy and fun environment. And there's a lot of marriages that are going to be listening to this podcast that have a long way to go when it comes to being teammates. And there are some of you that have been working really hard at it, like Blaine and I have. And that's okay, no matter where you are it's totally fine. The point is, is that I want you to start thinking about your communication as this foundation for how you're going to work together instead of trying to like, in Blaine's words, trick him or trap him or make him feel like he's living life in an algorithm or, you know, like communication is so ambiguous to him. He's like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) And we work like way hard. I am the person that is like, no, 
that doesn't feel right. Something's not right. Like I can tell you're not getting what you want. And I'm the first to say I'm not getting what I want. Like, how do we make this work for both of us, period? And so we've talked a lot about fun. You know, I don't want to live in a house where people are grumpy. People are crabby. I hate negative energy more than anything in the world. I hate bad attitudes more than anything in the world. Like I hate it. I loathe it. And so when somebody has a bad attitude, I'm like on it. Hey, how are you feeling? Do you just need five minutes? Do you need a hug? Like, obviously I'm not in their face, but you know, like my little antennae start like, like someone's in a bad mood and that's the helper in me. I get it. I'm a number two, but I also really want everyone in this home, including myself to have a good time to enjoy themselves. And that means my husband too. And sometimes his idea of fun is going into what he calls his nothing box. (laughs) where (laughs) He doesn't have to think about anything. He doesn't have to talk to anyone. He literally, I'm like, what do you do inside your nothing box? What do you think about? And he's like, nothing. I'm like, how do you think about nothing? He's like, I just don't think about anything. And I'm like, no, really? What are you (laughs) thinking about? inside your nothing box because I don't ever stop thinking (laughs) oh my gosh I could laugh so hard that I could cry right now because like sometimes that's his idea of fun and I'm like hey you want to hold hands hey you want to hang out and I have to remember that this is compromise like his idea of fun in life sometimes is to literally do nothing (laughs) And we're laughing because we are so different from our spouses and it's supposed to be that way. And if you're not communicating, you won't understand that about each other. There has to be a way for you guys to prioritize fun. And the only way to do that is to communicate. Okay, so you guys need to sit down and talk about what does your home feel like? What does your marriage feel like right now? Are you having fun? Like, are you laughing with each other? Are you going out on dates? Are you having date night in? Are you laughing throughout the day? Are you fostering a playful spirit in your home? Are you treating each other like you're dating? (laughs) Like there's often times when Blaine would say something and I'm like, you probably wouldn't have said that to me if we were dating. And he's always like, I would have. And I'm like, no, you probably wouldn't have said that. And he's like, well, you wouldn't have said what you said earlier today if we were dating. I'm like, you're right. I wouldn't have. And you know, let's focus on that. Like let's prioritize having fun just like we did before life got really bogged down by bills and children and cleaning house and taking care of aging family members. And, you know, for some of you, it's teenagers and all of the stress that comes with that. Um, you know, all the different things that happen. So Blaine and I talk about what we want to do and we take turns doing different things and we plan for it. So that's the first thing that I really want you to focus on. Now, here's the second thing. How do we plan for it? Well, obviously we put date night on the calendar once a week. We are, uh, you guys know my fundamental needs, which we have coined the great eight. And one of ours is um, date night. So every single week we put date night on the calendar. When we first got married, we we're like, oh yeah, we should do it once a month. And I was like, what? Then we were like, oh, we'll do it every other week. And then I was like, nope, that still doesn't work. Cause the date, the weeks that we didn't have a date, I was like a mess, you know? And he realized that us coming together once a week to just be together brings more fun. And he's all about having fun. And so he was game to do it. And, um, 
So we do a date every single week. I would say maybe now that the girls are a little bit older, we get out of the house and do a date. Maybe sometimes it's once a week and that just looks like us going to a coffee shop. But most of the time, it's one to two times a month that we actually get out of the house. Um, Some of that has to do with budgeting and a lot of that has to do with COVID. Uh, Just quarantining stuff. Not so much. Arizona's pretty lax when it comes to like going out in public so we can go and we can do things and we're all about it uh but even even then like when the restrictions weren't here pre-quarantine pre-pandemic it was probably we definitely did not go out of the house every single week so we put it on the calendar during our Sunday sit down this tells us exactly what night of the week we are going to prioritize being with each other it is a hands down like we don't reschedule just like you wouldn't on a on date if you were dating for real you weren't engaged (laughs) but even when you're engaged you probably wouldn't do it then either before you were married like you showed up for your dates with this person because what happens when you don't you're worried what they're going to think and when we get married we stop caring what our spouses think and it's not a good idea like, I want to say that it's just wrong, right? Like, we need to we needs to care about our marriages a lot. A lot more than we care about anything. Like, that's what we need to care about the most other than, you know, what God's called us to do and, and that relationship with our creator. So it's really important that um, you sit down and have this conversation if you're not already doing date night once a week. And if you are awesome, I'm going to talk about some ideas and what we do and uh, like how we get sitters and all that kind of stuff. But if you're not there yet, sit down and talk about it. Hey, you want to listen to this podcast episode? Ask your husband if he wants to listen to it Um, and then have a conversation from there. Just ask like, hey, what do you think? If you get pushback, your husband may be like, yeah, this is awesome. Let's totally do it. He might be wanting it. You might have a husband that's like super reluctant because he doesn't really want to. For my husband, um, his biggest, biggest hurdle for things is just the time component, you know? So sitting down on the sun, on a Sunday and figuring out the time was important for us. So we figured out how to make that work. For some of you, it might just be that your husband really, truly, or even you like to just sit and, and binge on Netflix. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the last episode just before that. And if you guys are sitting down and watching television with each other every single night, I beg of you to stop doing that at least one night a week to have date night. And if your date night is watching a movie, make it something different. Actually rent a movie, right? Something that is outside of the normal, something that excites you, bring in your favorite meal, um, get a different bag of popcorn or get your favorite drinks that can be alcoholic or not. Like it doesn't, it does not have to be something grandiose. You just need to be prioritizing fun the way that you did when you were dating in your marriage, period. I don't care what this looks like. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that both of you are looking forward to it. And here's the next thing I want to talk about. If you cannot agree on anything, then you take turns. 
I promise to show up to this date with you with a good attitude. Because what would have happened when you were dating if one of you would have showed up to a date with a bad attitude? Like clearly didn't want to be there. That would not have gone over well. So don't do that when you're married. Show up with a good attitude and be committed to having fun. Say, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to make this fun. That means you're going to laugh. That means you're going to let things roll off your back. You're going to choose to not be offended, which if you're in a space in your marriage where you are, either one of you are offended a lot, Stephanie Gass has a podcast, uh, the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. Stephanie Gass hosts it. She is my home girl. Uh, she has a whole podcast episode on choosing to be unoffended and it is life-changing. It is so good. So definitely go listen to that one. It's not that far back. I'd say maybe a month or so ago. So go and look, go and look. It's so good. And then take turns on your date, right? You pick what you're going to do this week. He picks what you're going to do the next week. Done. So let's talk about the logistics of this really quick. And then we're going to talk about how to have fun in the mundane. One of the hardest things for parents to overcome is like, what do we do with the kids? So here's two straightforward things. First, get super creative. Okay. Start thinking outside of the box and make sure that your kids are on a really strict bedtime routine. If you have kiddos sleeping in your bed, I am not going to discourage you from doing that because I definitely understand, um, like co-sleeping families. It's not for me, Uh, It's not for everyone, but some of you are doing it. I would venture to say that that is something that would ultimately really change your marriage and the relationship that you have with your kids if you get everyone sleeping in their own beds on a very strict sleeping schedule. And the reason I say that is because Blaine and I are able to reconnect as husband and wife every single night because we have our kids on a strict bedtime routine. And I know that this changes a lot when your kids are teenagers. Um, and I'm even experiencing this with Frankie Joe. She's about to turn nine and she just stays up a little bit later and it is encroaching upon our nighttime with Blaine and I. And this is when having a really good nighttime routine for your older kids becomes super vital. And Frankie Joe has a little box in her bedroom where she has certain things that she can look forward to doing because Blaine and I wants to prioritize this time with each other. And this is when we get date night done most of the time because we don't really have sitters come over. We don't really send our kids away all that often. Sometimes, yes, we're super creative and we do it when the kids are in school, when he's not on shift, or we'll send the kids to the grandparents' house on the weekend. But doing that every single week, we don't like doing that every single week. So we try and utilize the time that we have with our kids home. Here's the other thing to say about that. Learn how to let your kids entertain themselves and have like a little micro date at home. Make yourself a really good cup of coffee, pop on a a really fun show that you've been looking forward to watching, right? Granted that you're not watching them in the evenings anymore. And Blaine and I, one of the best things that we love to do is sit like on our bed in the middle of the day with like a fun throw blanket on us with the the laptop and watch a Netflix with like our favorite cup of coffee, you know? Um, and that is fun to us every once in a while because it breaks up the monotony, you know? And so it's that kind of out of the box creative thinking that brings some spontaneity back that makes you feel like 
you're dating, right? So don't be afraid to do these things when your kids are home. And also don't be afraid to talk to your talk to your people that you have around. If you have any family member at all and say, hey, uh, my whoever, right? So like my conversation, whatever your husband's name are, let's call him Stu. Uh, Stu and I really, really, really want to start prioritizing date night. Is it okay if once a month, like every, every third Friday, you could have the kids, you could come over and, you know, put them to bed. Or one thing that Blaine and I have done a lot, especially when the kids were younger, we would put the kids to bed and then have a sitter come over and then we would go out. And that worked beautifully for so long. Or, Hey, uh, Stu and I really (laughs) want to, um, focus on making sure that we're having fun on our marriage. Would it be cool if, if the third Saturday of every single month you had the kids from, uh, nine to four. And then when we come back, we'll bring dinner and we'll all have dinner together as a family. And now you guys, every third Saturday of the month have from 9am until 4pm to go on a date. Like it's just this kind of communication and getting a system in place that makes this totally possible. And then all of the other weeks in between, you can have your dates at home. What this shows to your children when you do this is probably one of the best gifts that you could give them. Would it not break your heart, you and your husband both, to see your kids grow up and get into a marriage where they're unhappy? Show them what happiness looks like in their marriage, in a marriage, so that they can have it in theirs. Show your kids what it looks like to have fun with each other when children are running around doing all the things that kids do. Show them what it looks like by doing this, by prioritizing having fun in your marriage. So here's the last thing that I want to talk about is the day-to-day. How do you show your kids? How do you actually have fun in the mundane? And this is what I bring to the table in our marriage. Blaine, Blaine is fun, you guys. Like, I'm not. (laughs) My best friends that are going to listen to this are going to send me a message and be like, you are fun. Don't say you're not fun. But I'm, I'm like serious, serious Sally over here. And I've been dubbed with the word pensive all my life. I'm super introspective and deep and meaningful is like the most deep and meaningful. Everything is so important to me. Um, you know, and so I get pretty serious about stuff and, and I'm, I care about efficiency and systems and like, this is my life, you know, but Blaine is like, yeah, let's have fun. He's super responsible. He's not the fun person. That's like, I'm having fun because I'm trying to avoid life. Like that is not him at all. He's incredibly responsible, but he likes to let loose. And I love that, you know? And so this whole, like going out for bike rides and hikes and like long walks, we would just go for long walks, you know, and that would be our date. Like he was awesome about that. But when it comes to the mundane, homeboy struggles (laughs) to say the least. And that's where I know how to have fun. I watched my mom have fun in raising her kids, you know, and we didn't, we didn't do much. We hiked Arizona. Like I've seen every backwoods, back canyon, back hill, cavern, pine tree that you could imagine in Arizona from corner to corner. Uh, And I don't know, I just, I found ways to have fun in the mundane for my mom. And what a gift and a blessing that was. And so uh, I try and bring a lot of that to 
the culture of our home and Blaine has begun to appreciate it because (laughs) especially with a pandemic, you know, like we're all here. We're all just hanging out and our kids are home and pandemic or not, like your little kids are home, especially if they're not in preschool. And it's just like a lot of the same thing day in and day out, the same tears, the same frustrations, the same pulling on the pant leg. I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. No, I just heard Blaine this morning say, Bailey, I'm just making a cup of coffee, but I want to help. And he's like, Oh my gosh. And so we say this to one another. Hey, how can you make it fun? Like, that's what we talk about. How can you make it fun? Because it instantly, it instantly, when you start talking about how to make the mundane, these things that are driving you crazy, when you start to get a bad attitude and you ask each other, how can I make this fun? Everyone changes their tune. Everyone begins to get happy and your kids stop being frustrated. If you look at a situation with your kiddo where World War III is about to go down with that toddler because you peeled their banana when yesterday they nearly lost their mind because you didn't peel their banana, figure out how you can make it fun. You know, how can you make this fun? And Blaine and I do that every single day when we're cleaning dishes, when we're lost in the muck. What do we do? We put music on a lot. We use playlists a lot. We have an old fashioned record player that we put on a lot. We dance. Blaine and I dance with each other. I will, we're not dancers by any means. I told him the other day, when we're retired, I want to learn how to like hardcore two step. I actually, when I was single, that's what I would do. I would go to the country bars and I would just dance like, like crazy, like all the crazy country two step and fun. And I miss it, you know, but I don't really know like how to do it. And we've taken a couple lessons. It's like the wild, wild west out here, you guys, like the bars pre-pandemic, they would have dancing lessons and it was so fun. And we had gone a couple times and I'm just like, hey, when we're retired, can we like, can that like be our life? Can we learn how to do that? And so we dance a lot and um, we play games. We make fun out of what we're doing. Blaine's super competitive. And so I try and capitalize on that and make things competitive when otherwise it would just be really boring. And um, another way that he has helped me to not be a stick in the mud in the mundane uh, because sometimes I can fall prey to that too is to not be so serious to laugh more it's actually on my my dream board for this year it's like a huge letter that says laugh I'm a letter word just a letter that says laugh a big word that says laugh on it because my goal is to laugh like hard every single day I was going probably weeks, you guys, probably more than that without laughing like hard because I'm so dang serious all the time. So, uh, the other thing, this one's a hard one is to practice forgiveness. And I know that a lot of time my stuffiness, anybody's stuffiness comes from just bitterness that they're holding on to and worry and stress. And you gotta let, you gotta let it go. You gotta just think, this is where I'm at today. Today I'm okay. Everything's good today. And if it's not good today, what are you doing to fix it? How can I make today better? What do I need to work on? How can I make today fun? Okay. That is what I want you to think about. That is what I want you to put into practice. 
I'm super excited that you listened to this podcast episode all the way to the end. And if you did, will you please come and drop me a DM or put it inside of the Facebook group? What are you going to focus on this week to have fun in your marriage? I would love to hear about it. And I also would love to know if you and your spouse listen to this podcast together. Either send it to him, pop it in when you're driving somewhere in the car, find a way to come together and make this a priority for your marriage. I can guarantee you it's going to bring a whole new spark and a whole new spirit that you have not felt between each other in a very, very long time. So as always, it has been so much fun hanging out with you from behind my podcast. And until next time, I hope to see you over inside of the Facebook group. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please, Head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.